Muli Buwanji from Stony Hill. This is the Rorschach Malawi update from the 5th of May, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. Low COVID infection rates in the country have led the Ministry of Health to loosen some of the COVID-19 requirements. On Friday the 29th, the Ministry of Health, through the Presidential Task Force on COVID-19, released a statement announcing new travel guidelines. The task force revived the guidelines on PCR tests. Some of the key changes outlined their statements are that the ministry has lifted the mandatory PCR test result requirement for outgoing travelers. Instead, they will only need to follow the PCR and vaccination guidelines of their destination country. They also said that incoming travelers of all nationalities will still need to produce a negative PCR COVID-19 certificate done no more than 72 hours before their arrival in Malawi. Those who are not able to produce a valid PCR COVID-19 certificate will be required to take a COVID-19 vaccine, which will be available at all points of entry and will be provided for free. However, incoming travelers who cannot produce a valid PCR test and do not want to be vaccinated upon entry will be required to undergo institutional quarantine for 10 days at their own cost. The requirements became effective on Sunday the 1st of May. You can find a link to the full statement in our show notes. Labor Day came with a lot of interesting twists and turns. The first piece of news we've got, it's quite ironic since the Board of the Roads Authority was fired on Monday the 2nd, barely a day after Labor Day. The Minister of Transport, Jacob Hara, said the board was dismissed because they failed to discharge duties and obligations under the Roads Authority Act. Part of the statement confirming the dissolution said, The Board of Inquiry found, amongst others, serious corporate governance failures, Failure to supervise the management of Roads Authority in accordance with its mandate and projects procurement oversight failures. They also established that the board's non-compliance led to delays in road projects, completion, poor worksmanship, misprocurements, and exorbitant claims. This is not the first board dismissal to happen this year. Just last week, the Ministry of Trade and Industry dissolved the Malawi Bureau of Standards Boards, barely days after the Ministry of Water and Sanitation dissolved the Board of National Water Resources Authority. In February this year, the Malawi Energy Regulatory Authority has also appointed a new board. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Labor, Vera Kamutukule, tweeted pictures of herself in a domestic worker's uniform on Labor Day and captioned them representing all domestic workers in Malawi. This did not go down well with many locals who accused her of tokenism. They said she wanted to appear as though she was fighting for the rights and welfare of domestic workers, while the majority of them remained unpaid. Other social media users described her behavior as an insult. During Labor Day celebrations, Kumatukule said her ministry was working with Employers Consultative Association of Malawi and the Malawi Congress of Trade Union to resolve issues, such as mistreatment of workers. She has urged all informal workers to report their issues to the Ministry of Labor for assistance. In another peculiar story, several human rights organizations, including MISA Malawi, the Center for Human Rights and Rehabilitation, and the Southern African Litigation Center, released a statement. They said they were concerned over the increase in police surveillance under the Square administration. They were also worried about people getting arrested for social media posts and the police having access to private conversations that take place mainly on social media. 
Those arrested over social media posts include 20-year-old Chisomo Makala, social media activist Joshua Chisa Mbele, and activist Bon Kalindo. They have allegedly insulted Chiquera. The latest incident happened on Sunday the 1st when a nurse from Nichiwu was arrested for insulting Chiquera in a WhatsApp group conversation. He was charged with cyber harassment. The organization said that these acts violate the citizens' right to privacy, their right to freedom of expression, and their right to freedom of the press. Their statement also said the acts point to looming authoritarianism. Their statement was released just in time for World Press Freedom Day, which is commemorated on the 3rd of May. Moving on to other news. On Sunday the 1st, Castel Malawi Limited announced an upward adjustment of its beverage prices. Their statement cited rising production and distribution costs as driving factors. Castel said they would rise their prices of selected products in the beer, alchemix, squash, and carbonated drinks categories. These include non-alcoholic beverages such as Coca-Cola, Fanta, and orange squash. An alcoholic beverage such as Castile Beer, Carlsberg Green, and Carlsberg Chill. The new prices became affected on the 1st of May. Despite this price hike, Castile did not revise the prices of some alcoholic beverages that are enjoyed by many locals and deem Malawi's pride. These include Malawi Gin, Premier Brandy, and Malawi Vodka. Although Castell's move is a financial hit for most locals, it has been described as justified as it's been for four years since their last major price hike. Many Malawians were in high spirits following news that tennis star Roger Federer was in the country over the weekend. In 2020, Roger Federer launched an initiative called the School Readiness Program in Malawi in partnership with local organizations. Currently, they are working with 900 community-based childcare centers, helping them collaborate with local stakeholders to push for improved access to early formal education for children living in poverty. The long-term goal of the School Readiness Program is to reach 2,500 community-based childcare centers in Malawi by 2026. This weekend, Federa held meetings with the Social and Community Welfare Committee to discuss how the Roger Federa Foundation can work with Parliament on issues of early childhood education. Also present at the meeting were chairpersons of the Education, Science, and Technology Committee and the Local Authorities Committee. Among other things, Roger handed over 3,000 early learning tablets to the Minister of Gender. The tablets have preloaded apps, tools, and guides designed to help caregivers improve participation and organize learning. They are expected to allow access to knowledge and learning regardless of place, time, and qualification. This is in line with Federer's wish that all children in Malawi have access to pre-primary education. Still on humanitarian works, Shepard Bushiri, a sensational prophet, was awarded an honorary doctorate degree from Exploits University for his outstanding humanitarian works. He was given the degree during the university's ninth graduation ceremony in Lalongwe. This comes barely a month after Product Magazine gave Bushiri a prestigious award for his humanitarian work as well. The president for Exploits University, Dr. Desmond Pukoko, said the school was persuaded to recognize Prophet Bashiri because his humanitarian projects are improving the lives of millions in the country. For instance, Bashiri has been donating foodstuffs such as maize to communities that were affected by tropical cyclone Anna earlier this year. In a short statement, Bushiri said the award will motivate him to do more. 
That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to our ad-free updates, which will continue to be ad-free if you recommend us to your friends. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at warshock.com. Pintani Bueno.